Welcome to Sulphur Springs Baptist Church Sermon Audio. For more information, please visit our website at sulphurspringsbc.com. How about his love? Come on now. Had one amen. We're here today because of his love. We have our very being because of his love. We can go to heaven because of his love. Now, how about that love? Amen. Amen. That's better. Well, welcome to our service today. We appreciate you coming, and all of you that might be listening online, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, God's special love for us, I tell you, there's no way that we could describe it. No way that we could ever figure out why he would love us so much that he would go to Calvary's cross and die for us. But aren't you glad he did? I sure am. But as we look at our scripture today in John chapter 4, how many of you plan for the future? I think we all do. Especially you young couples, when you just first get married, you plan down the road. We hope, but so many years down the road, we'll have a house, we'll have children, and further on down the road, maybe we'll have grandchildren. We plan for the future. But as we look at our scripture today, it might be a little different from what this scripture may be in your mind, but building for the future. And we want to look at that, John chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea, and departed in, again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Now let's stop there for a minute. Why did he need to go through Samaria? You remember the woman at the well? Keep that in mind. Then cometh he to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour, twelve o'clock. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God... And who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, 
and he would have given thee living water. Thank you, Father, for this portion of your scripture. Thank you for the living water that you give to me and all of those who have come and freely taken of that water. We thank you that you're mindful of us. Even as the scripture says, you were mindful of a little woman from Samaria. For she often came to that well, but Jesus came to give her living water. And Lord, we pray for that living water today would settle into our hearts, our minds, our souls, our very being. And that when we have a chance, we through you and through the Holy Spirit would offer that water, living water, to that person that might be lost and help them to realize that spiritually they would never need another drink of that living water because it's a well springing up inside, lasting forever and forever. And Lord, we thank you for that. Now, all these that's on our prayer list, we pray for them. You know each need, and we pray that you would meet that need. Now, forgive us, guide us, and direct us, and help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Building for the future. It's good for us to be reminded from time to time that the privileges and benefits we are enjoying, not by achievement, but by inheritance. Some by achievement, but a lot by inheritance. Who started this church a long time ago? What did they have in mind when they began this church down the road a little ways in that little white building? And over the years, that church has grown. Our forefathers, or your forefathers and mothers, not only thought right then, but they were looking down the road. And I believe it's 153 years, is that right? They were looking to this day. And our prayer for today is that we are looking down the road for our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. That this church will still be preaching the gospel, still be living the gospel, still be reaching out into the community, doing everything that they can to introduce this community through the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. But as we look at Jesus Christ, him sitting on that well, little did that little lady know that he was going to be the sacrifice that she could understand and know and believe in Jesus Christ as her Savior. He wanted her to be enriched by his love, by his grace, and by his mercy. And you know that still holds true today. Every time we come to this auditorium, every time that we listen to a sermon, every time that we listen to a Sunday school lesson, or even at home, every time we open up this book and read God's word, Lord bless us. 
and help us to realize why we are here at this moment today. Oh, look at the children of Israel. They were in bondage. But during their heyday, when they came out of Egypt, going into the land of Canaan, when they went in, they didn't have to build houses. They would conquer the people and they would have houses. They wouldn't have to plant orchards or vineyards. They would occupy what was already there. They didn't have to dig wells. They already had wells, already had the streams. All they had to do was occupy and trust the Lord God Almighty for everything that they had or wanted or what the Lord wanted them to have. Many of our enjoyments today come by work and sacrifices of others. Go back in your minds and remember those who have come before you. The long hours that they worked, the prayers that they prayed, the wonderful songs that they sang about Zion, about Jesus Christ. Think about what they went through. And you have them to thank because you are here today in this beautiful sanctuary. Air conditioned in the summer, heated in the winter for our enjoyment. Oh, they made sacrifices. And I hope we are going to make the same sacrifices for those who will come after us. I wonder if they realized that they were building for the future. I wonder if Jake had ever thought that his well would last some 17, 1800 years to this moment. When Jesus would, the disciples wanted to go around Samaria. They wanted to go across the river. They wanted to go on the other side of the river to go up to Galilee. Jesus said, no, I've got to go this way. I have an appointment with a little lady at the well. He kept that appointment. And folks, we're going to have appointments that God's going to put before us that we need to be sure to keep. One of these days, there's going to be a person come in front of you who's lost. It may be that Jesus put that person there just for you to speak to, just for you to show them just how wonderful salvation is that Jesus Christ can give to anybody who will call out to him and confess their sin. Do we realize that we are building for the next generation? I hope we do. One of the most familiar gospel stories of Jesus and his disciples is found in this very text. In verse 6, there is a casual statement, but it has more than a casual significance. Now, Jacob's well was there. The well had been there 1,700 years, giving out fresh water providing water for household needs for that stranger who would come by and want a drink of water, refreshments for weary and thirsty travelers. The well 
kept producing. Isn't that just like our Savior? His love keeps producing all of the time. And the water of life that he gives unto us just keeps springing up, just keeps bringing blessing after blessing in our own lives as we go from day to day and do what the Lord wants us to do. It's a fitting symbol of the life of that godly patriarch. And when we live that life today, now mind you, Jacob had a little bit of trouble to begin with. But once he set his mind on the Lord Jesus Christ, he was there. You may have a little trouble to begin with. You may wonder, well, what do I need to believe? I mean, there's so many teachings going on out there. We have a lot of different churches, and a lot of them teach different things. That's why we need to ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, show me what this means, and help me to live what you have shown me through your scriptures. Oh, yes, the Bible says that Jacob's work endured. And so did the Lord's. And so will ours when we put our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jacob's well was a reflection of the character of the builder. Now I looked up about that well and the writer said it was a good piece of work that he did there. It was neat, it was sound, and it was rock-lined. In a desert place, now of course when you go down so far, that well was 90 feet deep, 8 foot across. That's a big hole. Now growing up, we had a well there where we got water, but it wasn't about 5 feet across, 45 feet deep. I can't imagine going down 90 feet in solid rock. But Jacob kept on until he found that water that lasted and has lasted for nearly 2,000 years. Oh, he took extra care in digging that well. But did Jacob have in mind going down nearly 2,000 years when Jesus would be sitting on the rock outlay of that well? I don't think he did. But I think he had in mind, I need to build this well to where it's going to last. And folks, as we look at this church, and in the past they built with this church lasting through the centuries. They wanted it to be a testimony as to what God did for that first little church. And folks, we need to be doing that today. We need to be doing what we are doing for the Lord as a testimony as to what this church means in this community. Oh, that well was built under great difficulty. He could have dug and built that well cheaper. But Jacob selected 
stones, from what I can understand, that fit perfectly around that well. He laid them and placed them in a shape that in that circle, when all the forces on the outside of it would not cave it in. It was laid with precision. But yes, he could have gotten by cheaper. But would we have the story today that we have in our scriptures about that well and Jesus Christ coming and sitting on the skirts of that well talking to a little Samaritan woman who needed to know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. Folks, we need to plan down the road. We need to look at our own lives. What are people going to say about me? What are people going to say about this church down the road? Have we planned for the future? Have we planned for that person to come by who needs a drink of water and she or he, he knew or knows where to come to. See, that's the testimony of a church. That's a testimony that even though Jacob had his own will and way in a lot of things, but when he came to know and meet the Lord Jesus Christ, Jacob's heart and mind was changed because of his relationship with the Lord. In that same country, there were the Bedouins, the nomads. A lot of times they would move into a place where there was a well and they would use the water until it dried up and then they would move on. They would drill no wells themselves. But aren't you glad for Jacob's well? Because we have the story today of the builder who drilled that well and of Jesus coming and sitting on the rock ledge around that well and that Samaritan woman who came to know Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. It was a reflection of his greater wisdom than the builder realized. If only he could have known the Lord would travel the road and make use of that well. See, we don't know who we're going to come in contact with. We don't know the things that we say and do here now today will affect somebody down the road next week. So we need to watch what we do. And the things that we do needs to reflect a greater wisdom than we have. Thank God for his love for each and every one of us that when we know, need to know something, Lord, you know where I am. Would you give me an answer? We've all been there when we prayed about something. God comes and helps us during that time. 
If only he could have known. But he didn't. A little story that I read. I want you to listen. Some of you may have gone through this or are going through this. If you are a parent, you probably will. But a troubled mother agonizing over a sickly child wondered if he would live to maturity. She dedicated that baby at birth. She prayed for him, cradled him. There were anxious nights and sleepless nights and prayers and tears all during that time. Childhood came and there was the childhood diseases. There were the crises, more tears, more prayers. But still she prayed. There were the teenage years when there's outside influences that began to play on our teenagers' minds and hearts. More tears, more prayers, and the struggle continues. When they get into high school, into college, more tears, more prayers. But she gives the world a great man or woman who might become a preacher, a Sunday school teacher, a school teacher, a person of influence. But it all started out maybe with a little boy or a little girl that gave us a lot of problems, but still she prayed. She continues patiently, prayerfully, and sweetly to, to try to bring out the best in that little boy and girl. Parents, haven't you done that? Haven't you stayed up late at night wondering when little Johnny is going to get home? I know when I was in my early 20s, dad and mom didn't know when I was coming home. But I've told you before, a lot of times I'd get in 12, 1 o'clock. And I had to go through mom and dad's bedroom to get to my bedroom. And you know what mama was doing? Praying for her little boy. Parents, do not cease to pray for your children. You never know when God is going to answer one of those prayers and do it in a way that we just absolutely cannot figure out how he did it. But Jacob's work never ceased to be a blessing. Look at verse 7. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water, and Jesus saith unto her, Would you give me to drink? This reflected the gratitude of Jacob's work because she refers to our father Jacob who gave us this well. 
over 2,000 years and still enjoying his work. Such is the work of a godly life, of a godly parent who teaches their children about God's love, about God's grace, about God's work. Bring up a child in the way they should go in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and when they get old, they'll what? They'll be right there. It may be years down the road, but I believe the Bible. I believe the Bible to be true. But Jacob work in Revelation 14, 13 says, truly their works do follow them. Did Jacob realize that Christ would be coming and sitting on that well? No, he didn't. But Jacob built that well. So it would last. And folks, I ask you today, as well as myself, Build your testimony that it will last down through the ages. And we're living in a day and time when Satan is trying to do everything that he can to destroy your testimony. So that he can gain more people to live with and for him. But don't let him do that. Lift up the name of Jesus. Do everything that you can in the name of Jesus. And then watch Jesus do the rest of the work. If the disciples couldn't understand why he would want to go through Samaria, when it would have been a little further but easier, they wouldn't have to face all the Samaritans. But Jesus went and sat down on that well because he knew he had a timetable to keep. Now picture, here she comes with those pots on her head, on her shoulder, however she was carrying them, at 12 o'clock. Now they didn't come and draw water at 12 o'clock. They usually did it early of the morning or late of the evening. They didn't come at 12 o'clock. But Jesus knew the timetable. He was there at 12 o'clock. Just to meet this one little lady. Who needed something that this water from the well could not satisfy her. Our works Follow us into eternity. And they have consequences here on earth. What legacy do we want to leave behind? How many people have you pointed to Jesus Christ? How much have you given that God's work might be done? How many prayers have we said over people that we know that are lost or maybe they have or used to come to church and for some reason or another 
they're gone. Eternal consequences will take place. And so what legacy do we want to leave behind? As one passes through life, there follows a trail of influence which will linger and bless others. My wife taught school for, she might whoop me for this. She taught school for 35 years. And wherever we go, somebody will come up to her and say, well, <laughs> you taught me in second grade. Influences that a teacher had on a child. And yes, there have been some of those that come up and said, I'm teaching now because of you. Because of the love that you've shown to us while we were in that classroom. And the same could go for any of us. You might be a Sunday school teacher and taught for years. Maybe you've taught these little young ones, but they remember those stories. They remember those prayers. They remember those things that you did while they were in that class. <clears throat> and yes, I hope and pray that some of them will come and relate to you later if it hadn't been for you and those stories and prayers I might not have ever been in church or a Christian but it was because of your influence a little well that Jacob dug could it have been an influence yes it was for that woman who needed water but when she came to get that water she got something a whole lot greater than that water. She got eternal water. Because the Bible says a little later on in that chapter, she got so excited, she went back to town and began to tell everybody, I want you to come and meet a man who's told me everything that I've done. Is anybody like him <coughs> in the whole world? And the town couldn't believe the difference the change that came over her. They went out to Jesus. And Jesus began to teach. And the Bible says he stayed two more days there preaching and teaching. And oh, what a revival they had. Simply because one little woman got so excited when she met Jesus that she wanted to go tell everybody. And that's the same excitement that our churches need today. Coming from all of us, let me tell you about a man who has told me everything that I've ever done. That'd be scary, wouldn't it? Good or bad, Jesus knew it. Oh, yes, our works will follow us into eternity. But his works brought comfort to the Lord Jesus. Jesus, being wearied with his journey, in verse 7, sat thus on the well. He rested upon the curb of that well. And he said, give me the drink. 
verses 13 and 14, we see the discourse on the water of life. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. A discourse on the water of life. Verse 24, we see the spirituality of true worship. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In verses 25 and 26, we see the messianic identity. The woman said unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus saith unto her, I that speak to you am he. That's me. The woman came looking for water, but she left with the water of life. Man, what a story. She came looking just to satisfy her thirst, thinking nothing about her spiritual thirst. But she, when she left, Bible says she left her water pot. She didn't need those water pots anymore. But she went running back to her hometown. Come see a man who has told me everything that I've done. Now, have we been that excited about what Jesus has done for us? That we would go out of our way and tell someone about the springs of living water issuing forth from the Lord Jesus Christ that will give us a drink of spiritual water that we will never have to drink again. It's eternal. Folks, I believe with all of my heart, all the churches in the county need to get that in their hearts and minds. Here, what we preach, read, and study is the words of life. Are we living it? Are we offering it to that person that may be lost? I hope we are. I hope we are. That little woman was changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. And that's what can happen to any of us who will realize maybe I just don't have that living water. And maybe you'd like to pray that prayer today, Lord. Sure would be nice not to have to come and drink again. But it would be a well inside me and get me so excited that I'd do like this little woman did and go back to town and tell everybody. That can happen. I believe it with all my heart. That can happen when the church prays for revival and God wants to send that revival. But do we really want it.
Father, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your blessings. And Lord, we pray now that your spirit would work in a mighty way. And Lord, thank you for the well of living water that will never run dry. Thank you for your love. Save that person that needs to be saved today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening. Please remember to drop a rating and subscribe to get our latest audio.